Now, you must have heard about the absolute ruckus that is going on in the American stock market right now. And let me tell you, the absurdities that you are reading on both sides, both the billionaire parts and the average Joe American, is all true. It's all <laughs> it's all true, all factual, and it totally fits the narrative. It's really wonderful to see a bunch of strangers come together in an online community to pretty much stick it to the wealthy. I'm a fan. I'm very amused. I am much, 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 much of a fan of this, okay? Because I really enjoy seeing the panic and the complaining and the bitching and moaning from the wealthy people complaining about average Joe Americans in their pajamas at home with Wi-Fi and a smartphone trading up their stocks. That's legitimately a quote. <laughs> From Leon Cooper, one of the hedge fund managers in uh, the... Oh, there we go. It's a hedge fund called Omega Advisors. Uh, Leon Cooperman is his name. And he runs a hedge fund called Omega Advisors. And he is complaining on CNBC that the average American (laughs) is going out there and making money off of the stock market. Pretty much playing the exact same game these billionaires have been doing for... Oof, I want to say centuries now? Hundreds of years? So... Hey, if you ever played the game of Monopoly, you know eventually somebody's going to get screwed. And if you play the game long enough, the screwed get the, the, the person getting screwed, they fight back. So <laughs> I have no sympathy for these uh, hedge fund billionaires. I have all of the utmost respect for all these guys that's going into the stock market, knowing what they're doing and beating these guys at their own game. I mean, you wrote the rules. These guys are just following the rules. There's no laws being broken. Nothing. None of this is illegal. You know, you created the rules as it is, and so these individuals went in and made their money. Now, I need to reevaluate my assessment in this whole thing and maybe throw a couple of bones in there, but I'm a risk aversion person. If I cannot control the outcomes myself, I shall not partake. That's usually my rule. So that's why I don't gamble. I don't play lotteries. I don't even gamble at poker for real money because I know for a fact that I cannot control the outcomes. So I don't partake. Fighting is a different story. I can control the outcome in fighting. And that's a risk, uh, a risk aversion, uh, not a risk aversion, but it's a risky sport to play or risky thing to do. But I can control my risk. I can minimize the contact that I can get and maximize the output of damage I put out. I control all that. Therefore, I partake. So anything in gambling and, you know, playing the lottery or, you know, chance of luck games, I don't play those. I mean, I I do have good luck, but I don't waste my luck on that kind of stuff. So I don't know. That's just the kind of updated (laughs) American mess going on right now. Essentially, what you need to know right now, it is the billionaires versus the average Joes in America. And it's a battle of David versus Goliath on an epic proportional scale. Because we're talking about large sums of money. I don't know. I I think the advantage goes to the billionaires because they have the resources. They have the connections. They have that phone call to Congress they can make at a moment's emergency, I suppose. But, you know, never underestimate an underdog is my theory in life as well. Especially in sports. Never underestimate an underdog. So I'm going to take that mentality and 
I am rooting for the underdogs in this situation. I hope David in this case, which would be the um the redditors and the internet folks, the common American, uh, the common American person, kind of stick it to these billionaire folks. Stick it to them. Make as much money as you can. Divvy up the wealth as best as you can, because Lord knows we need to do it. Hey, maybe this is the start of it. I don't know. Hopeful. Fingers crossed. But that is not the crux of this podcast. <laughs> I just wanted to start it off with the uh, with that story because I found it fascinating that, you know, common folks with a smartphone and Wi-Fi are infiltrating Wall Street, Wall Street and winning, beating these billionaires at their own game. I find that utterly fascinating. And I root for these guys to win. I really do, because I kind of want to put some skin in the game. And if they win, I get some money back. <laughs> So for selfish reasons, I want them to succeed and also for humanitarian and, you know, the whole being good and everything like that kind of aspect of life as well. I hope that they win just because I think being a billionaire is a waste of resources, essentially. One person cannot control all the wealth and it's just not, I don't know. I I feel like it's not fair and that's easy for me to say because I grew up with nothing. So I don't know. Those guys, they quote unquote worked and earned their money. So whatever. But anywho's. Like I stated earlier, this is not the crux of the episode. I just wanted to start off with that because it was interesting. Today, though, what I do want to talk about is relationships. And just like a whole bunch of guys on the internet and girls on the internet can come together not knowing each other, being complete strangers to one another, can come together, form a unity so strong that they are making a dent in Wall Street a well-preserved, timeless tradition of the American economy, Wall Street. A bunch of people on the internet, not knowing who each other is, except for their usernames and whatnot, has banded together to form a strong relationship to really stick it to billionaires. And that kind of relationship seems to be missing in personal relationships, such as dating. Now, what do I mean by that? So when we think about dating, right, we always have these internet folks that kind of tell us how to date, when to date, who to date, what not to date, what to do on dates, who not to date, how to act on a date. But yet those same individuals giving you all of this quote unquote dating knowledge are single and jaded individuals, in my opinion, because I've been looking on on the YouTubes lately and a lot of these relationship advice videos keep popping up. So there's a lot of videos out there that's telling you how to be in relationships or how to act in relationships. Relationships being monogamous relationships, boyfriend, girlfriends, husband, wives, that kind of deal. In these videos that keep popping up and telling you and giving you, you know, their advice, to me, a lot of these videos are giving you really bad advice about how to date and how you should behave in a relationship. They're giving you really, really bad advice. And I don't, con- there's a few videos out there that are good, but a lot of them out there are just kind of like outdated, misogynistic ways of looking at things. And I don't say misogynistic in like a sense of, you know, the male patriarchy kind of thing. I'm not that woke, okay? I'm talking about misogynistic as in, you know, male, like the men have to be alpha men. And they have to be the breadwinners and yada, yada, yada. And the women have to be in the kitchen, cooking, cleaning, and raising the children. And, you know, servicing the man at his every whim and need and everything like that. I'm just like, whoa, time out, time out, time out, time out. Are we in the 1930s, 1940s, 50s, 60s? You know what I mean? Like, these tropes don't cut it in today's society. In a society where women are working just as much, if not more, than men. We're in a society where more men are active in the child-rearing process. There are a lot of stay-at-home dads. 
So to me, it's kind of weird to listen to these folks on YouTube giving you and Cosmo magazines and all these other online platforms giving you some really bad advice and some really outdated advice, essentially, for the modern world. Now, I get it. I'm not single, so I haven't dated in a while, so I don't know what it's like out there in the dating jungle. But I've been single for a very long time before I got into a monogamous relationship. And my views on how the relationship was messed up, to be honest. I viewed the relationship to be a certain way. And then I met my girlfriend, and then it totally shifted my views on how a relationship work. I've never seen a, a, a more driven, more career-focused, goal-oriented chick in my entire life. Because when I was dating, I was dating girls in college. So pretty much they were there in school to get their degrees and then they moved on. Then I met my girlfriend. She has her own career. She had her own house. She had her own car. She was doing things on her own. She didn't need me. She wanted to be with me. And that was weird to me at the time because I didn't, well, for me, I didn't understand why anybody want to be with Vlad, but hey, whatever, right? But it's true. She was very, she was very driven, very career oriented. She was goal driven. She had a focus and she was going to do what she needed to do to do it, to get to where she needed. And she wanted, she knew exactly what she wanted in a relationship. I, on the other hand, didn't know what I wanted in a relationship. In fact, I didn't even know I wanted to be in a relationship. I was just kind of like, all right, I've been single for a while. My family's getting on my case. My brother's getting on my case. Everybody's telling me I need to find a girlfriend and quote unquote settle down. So I figured I'd give the dating thing a chance. So for me, looking at the relationship, I didn't want one. Now, why did I not want one? I couldn't tell you. I uh, I don't know, to be honest with you. It's just been so long. I have, like, It's been a long time since I've dated anybody that I was just comfortable being a single guy. I was comfortable listening to my own problems, talking about my own problems, and trying to solve my own problems. I was comfortable doing things on my own time, whenever I wanted, however I wanted, and with whomever I wanted to do it with. So being in a relationship was an afterthought to me. But then, you know, I kind of gave the I gave the dating app a try, and then boom, bang, bada bing, here I am. I got a beautiful girlfriend, a beautiful daughter, a beautiful house. I have a life. I'm still trying to quote unquote unjust, but that's my mental issue because not really a mental issue, but that's my like uncomfortableness because I've never been in a steady anything in my life. As a young kid, I've always bounced around from family member to family member. We moved around a lot from house to house, apartment to apartment. And then we moved to uh, Lebanon where my family resides right now. And, you know, I've just been on my own. I went to college in a different state and I've lived in a different state. I've went to other different states to see what it was like. I've always been a person who's been bouncing around. I've been a nomad gypsy person. So for me, being on my own was easy. Never had to think about it. It was simple. Just wake up and go do what I wanted to do. If I wanted to train today, I went and trained. If I wanted to lift, I went and lift. If I didn't want to do nothing, I stayed home. It was simple as that for me. But being in a relationship taught me that it's not one-sided. It takes two to tango and compromises are a must. That's what I learned. And that's what I'm sharing with you. And that's the truth. Relationships are not one-sided at all. Somebody will come in and then they'll have their thoughts and goals and their ambitions. And then another person will come into that relationship with their thoughts, goals, and ambitions. And it's up to the two of you to figure out what you're trying to do. Where are you trying to go? Because if two people are driving the bus, you're going to end up crashing. It takes two to tangle. And it also taught me that being in a relationship is not an obligation. I am not obligated to stay in a relationship with her. And my girlfriend is definitely not obligated to stay in a relationship with me. But it is a choice. And that's the important thing that people don't understand, I think, is that being in a relationship is an actual choice. You choose to be with this person. You saw something in this individual that made you like him or her. So with that being said, 
you chose to go pursue that person, whether it was for vanity or whether it was for personal reasons or, you know, lust or love or you was, you know, inquisitive. Whatever the reason may be, you initially saw something in this individual that made you go pursue that individual. And then that same thing made you stick around with this person. I don't know what that thing is. So that's why I'm calling it a thing. So you chose the you chose your current partner. You chose to be in that relationship. Whether things go positive or negative, you chose to be with this individual. Whether you want your relationship to be positive or negative, that is your choice. How you react to certain situations and how you behave in that in your relationship dictates how positive or negative your relationship will be. So being in a relationship, it's a choice. It is not an obligation. And I think that's what people get confused a lot in relationships they think that being in a relationship i'm obligated to be here you're obligated to be with me you're obligated to do this you're obligated to love me no that person is not obligated to do anything for you that person chooses to do things for you i choose to love my girlfriend i choose to be happy in this relationship i choose to be by her side through positive and negative things that is my choice. And that is her choice to do the same for me, to be with me, to be in this relationship. If she's not happy in any way and she tries to fix it and I tell her, no, I'm not fixing it, then she's not obligated to stay in this relationship. She can pack up and go or I can pack up and go. But she chooses to be with me. She chose to love me and I chose to be with her and I chose to love her. Same thing with you guys. You chose to be with your partner. You chose to love that individual. You chose to not love that individual. You chose to be in a happy relationship. You chose not to be in a happy relationship. See what I'm saying? You chose the direction of your relationship. You chose the path of your relationship. So therefore, you can fix it. You try to fix it together, but if that doesn't work out, then you have some tough choices to make. And I, I really do feel that people think that they're obligated to be in this relationship or that person is obligated to be with them. And I think that stems from a little bit of selfishness and that, you know, you 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 always want to do things your way. You think you know better than the other person. That's what it comes down to. So your selfishness does not allow you to do the things necessary to be in a functional relationship. And that selfishness makes you, makes you feel obligated or makes you feel that person is obligated to you, if that makes any sense. When in reality, nobody's obligated to anybody. We all make our own choices. We're all adults here. And you have to be able to respect the other person's decision. And that's another major aspect of all of this. A lot of these so-called relationship advisors or relationship experts or gurus, whatever, I don't know what the hell they call themselves, but a lot of these folks always tell you that it's always about you in a relationship. In a sense, they are correct because you do have to make a choice, but ultimately it's not about you and just you. It's about the both of you because now it's not about one consciousness entering a relationship. It's two consciousness navigating a relationship. You have your thoughts and ideals. She has hers or he has hers and you come together to try to mix them and formulate it into one. Now, if you can successfully do that, you have a very successful relationship. If you have a hard time doing that, then your relationship is going to be drastically difficult. It's going to be really difficult to get along with each other. So with that being said, ultimately, you are responsible for your happiness in the relationship. I think Will Smith is the one that said it uh, best when he was, I was watching like an interview with him where he was saying that he was not responsible for Jada Pinkett's happiness in their relationship. 
He's only responsible for his happiness. And I'm and that really rings true because if you're not happy, if you cannot make yourself happy by yourself, nobody or nothing else is going to make you happy. There's nothing that the other person can do to make you happy. Yeah, sure, they can give you some kind of like, you know, short-term happiness. They can do that thing you like in bed or, you know, they can make that meal you love to eat or they can do that fun thing you like to do together. You know what I mean? You can go bungee jumping. You can go race car driving or go on little mini dates all the time. But essentially, and ultimately, if you're not happy with yourself, there's no way on earth you're going to be happy with this other person. So you have to be able to make yourself happy. And how do you make yourself happy? You have to combat the selfishness. A lot of these gurus tell you that you have to be selfish in this relationship. And I think that's absolutely wrong advice to give to somebody. In fact, you have to be a little bit selfless. You have to give yourself to the other person. And that takes vulnerability and that takes a moment of weakness, but it's not really weakness. You're showing this person that you absolutely care, that you absolutely put down your walls to be in this relationship. Now, if that person accepts it, great. If the person rejects it, pick up the bricks and move on. (laughs) Or the pieces to the, you know, to your self-esteem and move on. You have to, you know, there's a point where you have to protect yourself, yes. But ultimately, you have to be ultimately vulnerable around your partner. It doesn't make you less of a man. It doesn't make you less of a woman. It just lets the other person know that you are absolutely there for them. It's reassurance. A lot of relationships just needs reassurance. Now, I have to do some work on my end to kind of reassure my girlfriend that I'm there for her no matter what, because I can be selfish sometimes, you know. There's two hot dog breads left, and I'll eat both of them and not think about her. So that's my selfishness. You know, I have to fix that. (laughs) You know, so I have to work on it. It's not something that's just like you perfect. It's something that you have to work on constantly. And I wish I had like the answers, you know, to make everything better, but I don't. I'm not a I'm not a licensed psychologist. I'm just giving you free game. That's it. <laughs> Relationships are not hard. They really aren't. It's either you want to be there or you don't. You know, as Yoda said, there it's either you do or you don't. There is no try. You know, it, it's one of those things that you have to you have to think about a little bit. Relationship is really common sense just with another person. But yeah, so a lot of people also where they go wrong in relationship is that they define themselves by their relationship instead of defining themselves within the relationship. What do you mean by that, Vlad? Well, I shall tell you, young Padawan. What I've found to be true is that a lot of people will define themselves by their relationship, right? So I have a friend and this friend is constantly dating, constantly. He's always in a relationship. No matter how long the relationship lasts, as soon as he breaks up with this girl, he moves on to another relationship. Within like a week and a half, two weeks, he's dating another chick, right? He's always constantly defining himself being in a relationship. He's like, yeah, you know, I just wanted to be in a relationship. I'm that guy who just is in a relationship. And I'm just like, hmm, are you though? Are you that guy in a relationship? Because if you are that guy in a relationship, you'd be with one person and you'd be pretty legit. But you constantly have a revolving door of relationship. So that's, I don't know if you want to be that guy, but he, hey, that's how he defines himself. And a lot of people do that. They think of themselves as a person in a relationship. Now, I'll kind of clarify this a little bit more, is that, you know, you always have that friend that when they're in a relationship, they are never around. They're single, they're around all the time, they're hanging out, they're buddy buddies, they're a great person, right? But as soon as they get in a relationship, they disappear. You don't know where the hell this person went. Well, you do know where they went, but you never see them around, right? I have a couple friends like this that they're in a relationship, gone. They disappear, sometimes for years. 
And then as soon as they break up, they hit you up. Like, hey, man, what you doing? Let's get some drinks sometime. I miss you, man. And then you go hang out. You get a couple of drinks. You catch up. You, you know, you do all the buddy-buddy the talks. And then next thing you know, you know, you're hanging out with them for a solid week, month. You know, you're in constant contact. And then, bam, communication stops. What happened? That individual got in a relationship again. <laughs> so you, I, I know for a fact that everybody here knows somebody like. But yeah, that's that's also, those are the people that define themselves by relationships. Now, you can't define yourself like that because that's that's not good. That's not healthy. If you keep defining yourself by being in a relationship, then your relationships are never going to work. Instead, you have to define yourself within the relationship. You have to know who the hell you are and what you bring to a relationship is that is what's going to make you successful in a relationship. You have to figure out who you are, whether you like who you are or, who you, or you don't like who you are. You have to understand who you are as an individual. You're going to have to face that monster at some point. You're going to have to look in the mirror, point yourself, at, point at yourself and be like, hey, man, this is who we are. And a lot of people run from that because it's scary. It's easier to lose yourself in a relationship than it is to figure out who the hell you are and deal with that monster. It's always easy to sweep the dirt under the rug. But at some point, that dirt is going to come out from under the rug and you're going to have to clean house. So don't define yourself by a relationship. Define yourself within the relationship. Now, if one of you or both of you are not willing to be flexible in the relationship, and this is another thing that I think is super important to talk about. If you're not willing to be flexible within your relationship, then you should reconsider that relationship. If you aren't willing to compromise, then why be in a relationship? Because that's all a relationship is, is a series of compromises. I've, I've been in many relationships in my life, and I've been single for a hell of a long time, and I'm in a constant, consistent, loving relationship right now, and I've realized that I have to give up some things to make her happy, and she gives up some things to make me happy. It's a constant compromise. Because you're two different individuals with many complicated needs and wants and desires, and you're coming together to try to make this thing work, you're going to have to give and take a little bit. Now, I'm not perfect. I try. I really do. I try, but I kind of, we all kind of revert back to our own ways, old ways, I should say, right? But I try. But if you're not willing to be flexible at all, like, you know, there's no way that you're going to give to any demands of the other person, then don't be in a damn relationship. Like, just, just save your headaches, save your crying and your tears for somebody else. Because that's just nonsense. If you're not willing to be flexible and, you know, let this person have a little bit something too, then there's no point in being in a relationship. You're just being greedy, being selfish, and nobody wants to be in a relationship with a selfish person. So you have to be a little bit uh, flexible to be in a relationship and to make a, a relationship work. Flexibility and compromise, man. I'm telling you, compromise, compromise, compromise. It is the life-saving force of every relationship. Compromise. I don't give a damn about a ring. I don't care about switching your last name. I don't care about none of that nonsense. There's no amount of sex in the world that's going to save your relationship. The thing that's going to save your relationship the most is the C word. And it's not commitment. It's compromise. Because once you compromise, you are already committing to this person. That's all I have to say <laughs> with that. I Because I, yeah. it drives me nuts. I see, hear people in relationships and they're always complaining about the other person. And then it's like, well, what are you doing for that person? Well silence <laughs> right that's all that's all you hear every time you hear the person bitching complain about the other person and then you ask that person what are you doing for your partner they go silent you know so it's compromise i'm telling you if you give a little bit you'll get a lot 
I know it sounds weird, but you know, it works. I don't know how, but it does. I try to compromise as best as I can to make her as happy as she can possibly be. I'm not perfect, but I try. And if she's not happy, she tells me and then I listen. And then if I can help it, I'll fix it. Simple as that for me. But if you're not willing to flex, uh, to be flexible or to compromise, then you should reconsider that relationship, fam. Like you should really reconsider being in that relationship. And now for the quote unquote creme de la creme of my little TED talk here, my mama and God, I love my mom because she's a very wise woman and I get a, a lot of my personality traits from her, good and bad. But my mom taught me something very important at a young age. And as I grew into manhood, she also threw this little nugget at me um, when I was on my little, you know, dry spell, I guess you could call it, or my he-man woman hating spell because I was not dating at all. But she dropped this nugget on me. She's like, Vlad, if you're ever going to date, you need to be on the same level or you need to find a girl that's on the same level as you are. What do I mean by that? Or what does she mean by that? And this is how I interpreted it because this is my mom, so she couldn't mean it. <laughs> many different ways it could have been literal it could be figurative uh, figurative or it could be metaphorical hypothetical i don't know but it's my mom all right and she gave me this nugget and this is how i interpreted it throughout my life and it kind of it kind of saved me a little bit i guess you could say in the relationship aspect so i'm gonna share it with you guys and you take this nugget and you interpret it how you want okay my mom said if you're going to be in a relationship find somebody on your level Okay, I'm going to repeat that one more time. I'm going to let you marinate on it. Okay, if you're going to be in a relationship, find somebody on the exact same level that you are on. Find somebody on the same level. Now, how I interpreted this, and you may interpret it differently, but for me, I interpret it as you need to find somebody that is that shares the exact same things or is looking for the exact same things as you are. They don't have to be the same person. You don't have to be same physically or personality wise or anything like that. Share the same traits and all this other nonsense or the likes and everything. To me, what this means is that you have to find somebody who wants the exact same thing out of the relationship that you want. Because then it makes the relationship easier. So if you are looking for marriage, you need to find somebody that is also looking for marriage. That's what that's to me is being on the same level. Okay, some people could take it as professional level, like I make X amount of money, this person needs to make X amount of money. To me, that's nonsense. Okay, I don't take the advice as that. I'm just taking it as if I'm trying to be a playboy and going out every night, hooking up with random women, I need to find a lady that's looking for the exact same thing. She's just kind of going out in town, just looking for one night stands and, you know, no muss, no fuss kind of deal, right? That's the same level in my opinion. Now, if I'm you know, a playboy and I meet a chick and she's looking for love and she's looking for marriage and children and the white picket fence and all of that, then we're going to have an issue in our relationship. It's not going to work. Lust only lasts so long. So if we're not on the same level, we're not going to work. Okay. There's going to be problems and it's going to be a toxic relationship. That's how toxic relationships work. If you ever see any toxic relationships out there, it's the exact same thing. It's one person wanting more out of the relationship than the other person is willing to give. They're not on the same level. They're on two different wavelengths. It's like they're talking different languages, but they understand one language and that's why they keep together, right? (laughs) And that's that fun language that everybody enjoys, right? The release language. It's a boing boing language. (laughs) The yummy yum yum language, right? Everybody likes that language, right? 
But that doesn't, that only lasts for so long. <laughs> but yeah, so if you're looking for a long-term relationship, then you need to go find somebody that's also looking for a long-term relationship. That's how that should work. So yeah, be on the same level. If somebody's looking for marriage and you're just looking for a date, let that individual know up front. Like, I don't I don't understand why people listen to these pickup artists or these gurus or whatever telling you to go out there and then just shack up with a lot of girls. But then on the flip side, they get mad when the girl shack up with a lot of guys. It's like, all right, dude, you, you're just playing the double standard game now. Right, the big thing right now on YouTube is if the girl hooks up with a lot of guys in her lifetime, she's living her single life young and free and hooks up a lot. She has too many quote unquote bodies on her on her account. She's not dateable. Like what kind of immature nonsensical crap is that? Yeah, if the girl wants to go out and have fun, let her go out and have fun. I don't see the big deal. Right, would you let your daughter go out and have fun like that? Look, I have a daughter. I don't want her to go out and do none of that nonsense, but I don't control her. She's going to be her own adult person, own individual self. If she wants to go out and have fun, I ain't, I don't want to know about it. <laughs> That's for damn sure. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to see none of the dudes she's hooking up with. Nah, because I will, you know, my dad protective instinct mode will kick in and I'm going to be in jail. But to say, to have these kind of double standards is ridiculous to me. That's the biggest thing that drives me nuts. I might do a, another rant on that one later, but to to have these idiots online kind of like, well, if she dates more than five guys or she had sex with more than five guys, she's undateable. She's not married. Material. It's like, bro, shut up. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. You over here jaded. Somebody dicked you over in your life that you mad about. Some girl out there took your heart, stomped on it, drove it through the mud a couple of times, tossed it off a bridge, and then, then shot it into outer space with one of Elon Musk's rockets. Like, somebody really drug your heart through the through the mud for you to feel that way. I don't know. Like, those people, those kind of people drive me nuts. Like, the, oh, she needs to be clean and pure and unmarried. It's like, shut up, dude. We're individual. If a person wants to go out and have fun and enjoy and hook up with somebody, let that person do it. There's no harm. As long as that person is safe and protected and doesn't contract anything, who cares? You're an adult. Act like it. Said you're acting like a bunch of teenage girls gossiping, oh, she's been with a many men. I can't be with her. But then, in your mind, you at home you know, in the bathroom with the baby lotion, thinking about this chick. Like, come on, bro. Let's be real. I know that was a little TMI, but that kind of drives me nuts, man. I hate those kind of people. Well, I don't hate them. They drive me nuts. I don't get it. But anyways, be on the same level. <laughs> I got so far off. I'm so sorry. Be on the same level, okay? You, If you want to be in a long-term relationship and this individual wants to be in a long-term relationship, the odds of your relationship actually working is higher then if you don't want a long-term relationship and this person does, then it's just toxic relationship. Make it clear. Talk to the other person. Another C word people need to do in a relationship, and that's communicate. Okay? We got communication <laughs> and we have compromise. The two C words right now that are very important to every relationship. Communication and compromise. But yeah, I don't know. I guess to wrap this up is that a lot of people kind of feel negatively about relationships because they have two things going for them. Either they have a fear of commitment or they have a fear of missing out other otherwise known as FOMO, right? FOMO is a big thing in relationships. Like I think that's like one of the biggest detractors in a lot of relationships is that people have this FOMO thing going on that they fear that they're going to miss out on the next best thing. They're always holding out hope like, is this the best that I can do? No, I don't think so. There's somebody out there that's better than me. Look, 
ladies and gentlemen. If you find yourself an individual that truly likes you for the crappy human being that you are, consider yourself lucky, okay? If an individual actually likes your imperfections, the likes the fact that you fart in your sleep or that, that you scratch your nuts when you walk from the kitchen to the to the living room or you have this gross thing to like pick your nose and, you know, eat it or flick it or whatever. If this person next to you loves you despite all your imperfections, that's the best you gonna get. That is the epitome of best you got. Because ain't nobody else gonna put up with that nonsense. Let's be real. You got the best of the best. If this individual can sit there and listen to you fart all day or listen to you burp or listen to you snore in your sleep or listen to you nag about the dumbest things on earth, you got the best of the best. That person truly loves you. That is true love right there. Stop looking for better. You got it. All right. So just knock. And then there's the fear of commitment. You know, the, the, the individuals that just kind of have this fear that if they commit, then all things going to, you know, go to shit. I don't know. It, it, it won't. I promise you it won't. If you're in a relationship and it's going well, it's because you choose to. You choose to make that relationship work. You chose to be there. You chose to love that individual. I guess the third important C word. <laughs> Choice. Choice, commitment, compromise. The three C's of a relationship. So, yeah. I appreciate you guys listening to me rant. I really enjoy doing these things for you. If you have any thoughts, questions, or concerns, please send them to my email. The email is guysoftheroundtable at gmail.com. Once again, that email is guysoftheroundtable at gmail.com. I'll answer all your questions as best as I can, and we can communicate back and forth, you know, kind of have that conversation. Hit me up on the Facebook at facebook.com slash guysoftheroundtable. Like and share, comment on the Facebook status or the post, and you know, wherever you're listening to and uh yeah hit me up on twitter at gotr podcast i'm also on instagram at gotr podcast as well and i think i'm going to make a tiktok because <laughs> i guess that's the hot thing i'm always late on the trends but whatever i don't know we'll see what happens but yeah gotr podcast is the handle for twitter and instagram gotr podcast is the handle so for both twitter and instagram i really thank you guys for listening to me talk I really hope you get something out of this and hopefully I can help you mend your relationships because let's be honest, folks, we all want to be loved and we all want to love. So knock the BS off. Do what you need to do in your relationship to make it work. Be on the same level with your partner. If your partner wants marriage, get yourself to that level. If you can't get yourself to that level, then reconsider. It's one of those things that I know the importance of it. To some, it's very important. To others, it's not so important, but you have to be on the same level. That is truly an important factor in your Remember the three C's choice, compromise, commitment. Almost forgot. The three C's choice, compromise, and commitment. Alright, so if you do those things, your relationship should be better. As always, Vlad loves y'all. And peace.